Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, as we heard in the dirt alert, uh, there was a notable death over the weekend uh, that that sort of hit me a little bit hard. And I'm sure a lot of people uh, who have children of a certain age in their lives. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one streaming live at my talk one oh seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer still on holiday. Holly and I are here. Sonny's at the controls. Uh, and so I got this like alert on my phone, I believe it was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, that Cameron Boyce had died 20 years old. And so many people are probably like, I don't know what a Cameron Boyce is. Right. Yeah, right. Well, Sonny and I both have kids who grew up watching the TV show Jesse, yeah, uh, Austin and Allie. He was on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, one of the descendants in the movie, the Disney movies, The Descendants. So what time frame were these shows on the air boy so my kids watched it on netflix mostly they like did the netflix version of binge watching Mm -hmm. but it would have been like mid 2000 like 2012 ish 2015 yeah Mm -hmm. um is when he was on jesse and then the descendants movies those there's two or three Mm -hmm. uh made for tv and those uh have been those are within the last four years and Descendants, those are the movies that are based off of Disney villains' children. Yes. And so they're in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of these kids, offshoots of characters that we know. Yes. Yes. And so you would know him from that movie, but you would also know him from uh, Jesse. He played one of the kids in the in the TV show, Jesse. And, uh, and so I immediately was like, whoa. 20 years old yeah and early you know when the news first came around there wasn't really a cause i don't think associated right away then we heard through a statement that he had died in his sleep as a result of a seizure from an ongoing medical condition that he was being treated for yeah um but you know what was really interesting about it so i mean holly because you aren't in this like that, you are not a di- you're not in the Disney world. I'm completely not in this world whatsoever, which was why Cameron Boyce, his passing over the weekend, I had, I didn't know who he was. It was R.I.P. Luke and Cameron. Obviously, Cameron Boyce and his career touched many mm-hmm. young people's lives, mm-hmm. and the outpouring of mourning over the loss yeah. of Cameron Boyce. So, trying to understand. Uh-huh. Where Cameron Boyce's celebrity was for a certain generation mm-hmm. of pop culture consumers, because for me it was it, it's I'm look outside looking in, yeah, on this story. You know what I what Disney has done, you know, for better or for worse, is similar to how the the Mickey Mouse Club mm-hmm. appealed mm-hmm. to a certain age group mm-hmm. when they were young and they were doing their show for their peers. I think that Disney continues to do that. They make stars out of 
kids who their peers are watching. Right. And, and he would have been one of those. And it kind of like in an iconic way. Well, that puts it into context. Yeah. You relating Cameron Boyce's career to that of the new Mickey Mouse Club. Yep. Right. When I was growing yes. up, it was the Justin Timberlakes, the Christina Aguilera. So you would put Cameron Boyce kind of in kind that, of like that. Kind and, of like you know, that. they don't do it in the same way that they did then with the Mickey Mouse Club. But, right. but there is Clearly, I mean, the Dove Camerons, Zach Efron would have been at that time one of them, Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. You know, when they are in their Disney years, it's like a, and they will repurpose them on different shows mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And Cameron Boyce would have been like that. So, so definitely connected to kids in this era. And what I found really interesting is, and I don't know about you, Sonny, I have not, t- I haven't said anything to my kids about it. Dang, man, I haven't either, man. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> because here's why. This is a complicated type of grief for a couple reasons. First of all, you're not, it's not just the person. It's the character that they associate with. Right. right? Like, it was years, years before my kids really had been watching the show Live and Maddie before they really understood and could get their brain around the fact that the part of Live and Maddie was being played by Dove Cameron. Mm-hmm. The one person. Mm-hmm. Like a Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. Exactly. Full House, where mm-hmm. even the credits are suspects. Yes. <laughs> and they want you to believe that it is a singular human being. But see, this is like the reverse of that. Because yeah. this really, this is like Lindsay Lohan and the Parent Trap. Or um, the original, oh my gosh, why Haley can't Mills. I? Thank you, Haley Mills and the Parent Trap. Liv and Maddie are both played by Dove Cameron. And so my kids would be like, they couldn't get their brain around mm-hmm. the difference between the characters and the person. And the person, yeah. And I know that they're a little bit beyond that. So they're 12 and 9 now, my kids are. Um, but they really have grown up watching Cameron Boyce in different in different um, roles. Mm-hmm. And so I think, first of all, to have that complicated grief where it's just the person died, the characters didn't die. Right. But that's still a lot to... And then to have that moment of realization that you're not going to get to see him in any new characters ever. Right. And then it also changes how you watch him in the character roles he was he had played Mm -hmm. so if you go back and you watch a couple episodes of jesse that's a hard grief right Right. there for young people i think it's hard for adults to kind of manage that i don't i'm just i'm i'm trying to process this and because i heard the name cameron boyce i don't know i didn't know a cameron boyce Mm -hmm. i just knew luke from jesse yes Mm -hmm. and then once i put the name with the face that that broke me man right that was a show that my it was jesse that's where we learned about him and that was a show where my daughter and i bonded yeah so i had and i haven't and i feel like a horrible parent because i'm like i'm hoping like her friend circle yeah like that they're dealing with it there yeah (laughs) yeah like i hope they're discussing it because i i don't know how to like tell her that i really don't i know i don't understand how like people pass away that's that's a part of the life cycle why am i struggling with with the situation right right (laughs) and then then there's a second piece of this that i struggle with with 12 and 9 year olds which is the 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 statement we were given is that he died in his sleep yeah. after a seizure. Right. I, I, and I know how kids' brains operate. Mm-hmm. They immediately will put themselves in, in a role. That situ- exactly. And I do not want them to be afraid of that. We know very little about what that all was related right. to. It was a pretty vague statement. And they did ask for privacy. And they are entitled to that, mm-hmm. as anybody is. But people will have conversations about what we know, right. and they'll write fiction about what we can't. Right. So um, I struggle with with all of that mm-hmm. and how to talk to kids about that. 
Anyway, that's what we know about the death of, of Cameron Boyce. Again, for those of you who don't know, because I was like you too. I saw Cameron Boyce and I was like, what's that name? Yeah, I'm going right. to need to know which character. Right, right. And Luke on Jesse. Right, yes, because right. I watched Jesse with my kids. But that's I feel like that's how connected I was to the character and not him as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had said Luke from Jesse passed, I would have known immediately. Yes. Sure, but not Cameron right, Bro- right. Boyce. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's well, a hard one. And when, here's the other thing too, is I think we're also so accustomed to um hearing stories about child actors going through really difficult things i mean when you make a child a star Mm -hmm. uh there in 2019 i think we sort of know that that's that comes with a multitude Mm -hmm. of other issues and so when you heard that he died right off the bat my first thought was, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because he's 20 years old. Yes. He's so young. Mm-hmm. So young. Yes. And, and, and oftentimes when we hear about a person that age, an actor that age struggling, there's a lot of complicated stuff that goes along with that right. because of the fact that they were made celebrities at such a young age. And I hate that about myself, that the first thing I considered was... Maybe drugs, maybe right. alcohol, maybe right. other bad decisions. That's the first thing that I thought, just because we're dealing with Hollywood and that's right. what we're so used to hearing. But then I felt like I did. I felt like crap. Like, nope, he just had health issues and that's how he passed. Well, you approach yeah. it from a point of skepticism in as much as, yes, there is a history yeah. of young people in Hollywood having a difficult time, whether it's with the adults. Yeah. In Hollywood, taking advantage of them, or it's just being in a world that is grown up and you are not grown up yet, and you Mm -hmm. are exposed to a way of life that you're just not ready for, simply because of the fact that you are a child and your brain is developing. Yeah, And so I think we're all in that space, too, where you're like, oh, this man passed away. What happened? Now, the statement just says that he had a seizure for an ongoing medical condition. That's the statement. And that's all the information that we have. Right. And at the end of the day, it is just a really sad story. It is. It's terribly sad. It is really sad. I know. If anybody has any ideas on how to tell your kids about this, please, I'm all ears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, send me an email, tweet me, whatevs, and I'll share it with Sonny. Uh, all right. When Seriously. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought all the dirt from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. Um, We are going to start with a big story from Sarah Jessica Parker. This is getting a lot of attention today and making a lot of headlines as people try to figure out who she's talking about. I am dying to know. Mysteries. Mysteries. So Sarah Jessica Parker did an interview with NPR's Fresh Air, and she said... Um, she talked about wanting to leave a job early because a colleague was behaving not only inappropriately, but perhaps even I would say they weren't living up to contractual obligations as well. She did not name the project or the actor, only calling him a very big movie star and said she didn't feel comfortable to speak up on the set at the time. And she said, I think no matter how evolved or how modern I thought I was, I didn't feel entirely in a position. No matter what my role was on set, I didn't feel as powerful as the man who was behaving inappropriately, which strikes me as just stunning to say out loud because there were plenty of occasions where it was happening and I was in a different position and I was as powerful. She said, I had every right to say this is inappropriate. I could have felt safe in going to a superior. 
Um, she did eventually decide to go to her agent and say she was having an issue. And she said within hours, everything had changed. My agent said to them, if this continues, I've sent her a ticket, a one-way ticket out of this city where she was shooting and she will not be returning. Ooh, I am dying I happen to know who this is about. Who? You I do? don't know. I don't know why. I'm guessing this person. But I'm thinking it's pre-sex in the city. Yes, I think so, too. Because Sarah Jessica Parker said she wasn't in a power position in order to say anything. And she was definitely in a power position from beginning until end on Sex in the City. I don't know why my mind is going to the movie Honeymoon in Vegas and the actor James Caan. Oh, interesting. I don't know why that just popped up in my head. And sometimes things pop up in my head. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just thinking about somebody where she thought that he would somebody maybe in a position of power, movie star kind of thing where what how would she that kind of dynamic? Because it wouldn't have been somebody who would have been her peer necessarily. Here's a little bit of a description of him. The nature of the person who I felt was really the instigator. This was a grown man, a very big movie star. And, you know, he was baked, meaning his personality. It was cooked. He was a formed person, and that wasn't going to change. But I certainly felt better and safer, like I could finish what I had agreed to do. She's referring to after her agent stepping in, and she said, I didn't have to listen to jokes about me or my figure or what people thought they could talk me into doing. All these men, all these men, that stopped. So it seems like, from that description, there was one man who was sort of the ringleader and then creating this culture within this project where that kind of conversation and behavior was accepted, and her agent stepped in. I mean, okay, I go to another place, too, because she says very clearly, like, the joking nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, this is terrible. I oh, hate I to say it out loud. I hate to say going? it. Don't go. do it. Don't do it. Don't go. do it. Steve Martin. Yeah. No. From, From LA, LA Story. Story. Because she played his girlfriend in that movie. It was pretty early in her movie career. She had, yeah. It was like a bit role, but it was bigger than a bit. Yeah. And uh, so I, I hear the part where it said she felt like she could go, show up and finish the job. Well, it wasn't a huge job, but the joking piece is what made me think. Yeah. All because right. if somebody is a comedian yeah. and they joke with you, you really don't feel like you have power. This is what's interesting is that... Oh, so, the speculation. Oh. The speculation is happening and lots of other headlines are saying that it was... When she was on Sex in the City, so that's what was but confusing to me. I don't think she specifically said that no. anywhere no. in the interview. And no. Fox News and a couple of other um, Us Weekly are picking up and saying Sarah Jessica Parker reported a big movie star for inappropriate behavior on Sex in the City set. What I'm finding surprising about that is that if if the agent said, "Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals." We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm getting her a one-way ticket out of this city and she will not return to finish what she was doing. That wouldn't apply to Sex and right. the City. No, that was shot in New York and she lived in New York before that. Also, right. she was one of the executive producers on Sex and the City, so she was in a power position right. where if one of the big movie star guest stars on Sex and the City was behaving inappropriately... She could have said bye. She could have said bye. She would have been in a power position. I think that... Kudos to me and Colleen because I think that our guests. <laughs> We're thinking outside of the yeah, box. I think thinking, you guys yeah. are right. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I think this. I think Fox News and Us Weekly um, took their headlines out of line, which. <laughs> That's not yeah, that surprising. 2019. So well, that's another story. <laughs> I mean, gosh, gotta be really careful with that Us Weekly, you guys. I have to it's always true. just say. Um, by the way, hey, the um, Judy Garland biopic trailer is out today. Yes, Renee Zellweger transforming into Judy Garland. So it's about Judy Garland during her 1968 concert. So it's the winter of 1968, following Judy Garland arriving to London for five weeks full of sold-out performances. So this film is going to be in theaters on September 27th, and now the trailer is out, and that's 30 years after The Wizard of Oz. You know, I have to say a couple things about this. Number one, I really dig when biopics actually focus just on a period of time. Yes, yeah. because it's so challenging. Yeah. And you get so much criticism because you can't fit everything in when you no. cover a whole long it's period so of time. It's so true. So this is great to know that it's this period of time. That's number one. Number two, Renee Zellweger, I think, as an actress, is at her best when she has to inhabit a character that's already been formed by somebody else, yeah. meaning whether yeah. she's trying to play a real role yeah. or whether she's playing a role that somebody else played like she did in Chicago. Yes. I think she's really at her best with that. And that's not to say she's not a good actor. I think that's a skill. Yeah. Yes. It's exciting. Oh. She said um, that the movie became a research project, really, and a love affair. And she's my intentions were to celebrate and adore her in this work. But of course, Judy Garland uh, died of an accidental drug overdose following her struggles with depression at the age of just 47 in 1969. Yeah. Liza Minnelli apparently not happy with Renee Zellweger playing. Well, well like, Liza, yeah. Minnelli's I said, Liza Minnelli's not happy about anything. to reality is a little bit suspect. I know. It's a little over here. Yeah. Well, sad about, we just put it over there. For yeah, now. that um, that Disney star. Oh yeah, Cameron yeah. Boyce. There were a lot of headlines about this over the long holiday weekend. He died in his sleep on Saturday, and he suffered a fatal seizure. He suffered from epilepsy. It's so sad. Which yeah. you kind of think. I mean, I think we've come and in, in, you know we all know people who live with epilepsy, and you just think, boy, there's so many things that are have been made these advances that make it easier to live with but you've you know there is a real serious business about epilepsy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it is terribly sad we were actually just talking in the first segment about uh how like my kids and sonny's kids like loved him oh they did the roles that he played i wasn't familiar with him yeah and that's the thing is it's a whole different ball game and you'll you'll get to this place too elizabeth where your kids will be obsessed with somebody and you know who they are because of that yeah and peppa pig for example, but more real, <laughs> okay. like real Not, people, non-animated yeah. characters. <laughs> that you get to this place where it's like, I don't know how to talk to my kids about this. 
because this is a whole complicated grief, right? Because it's the person died, but also the person. And by the way, Descendants 3 comes out in August. A caller reminded me of this. Oh. And he he was in Descendants. So he'll his role will be part of the movie. Yeah, of course. And to have that conversation about like, that's a weird space-time continuum, right? That this person has passed away, mm-hmm. but now you're seeing them in this new movie. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the whole press tour of that is going to be so sad. And yeah, I that's even... hard for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, it's gosh. just a sad, sad story. And 20 years really? old. Yeah. And he'd been dealing with more seizures as of late, is what is being reported, that he'd been trying to... You know, because those meds, it's always tricky. You got three. So when we come back, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers still on holiday. Bye-bye. Holly Roberts and I are here with Sonny at the controls, and this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. Second pop culture challenge. Who's on the telephone today, Colleen? We've got Catherine on the line. And what is Catherine playing for? I think she's playing for some My Talk 1071 stuff. May or may not include a My Talk 1071 t shirt. Woo! Yeah. All right. Catherine, are you ready to play? I am very ready. You know how this works. The timer will begin after I ask you the first question. Here we go. Camila Cabello was the mem- a member of what band? Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, Pat, you want to pass it? Yeah, I'm going to pass. Jar Jar Binks is a character in what media franchise? Star Wars. Francis Gum is the birth name of which old Hollywood legend? Say it one more time. Francis Gum is the birth name of which Hollywood legend? Oh, I don't know. Who created Who created Mickey Mouse? Walt Disney. Arthur George is a brand by which Kardashian or Jenner? Ooh. Ah! I'm so sorry you did not get all of those correct. Let's go back through them and uh, see if we can't get those answers out. Okay? Yeah. Let's start with, is it Camila? I always do this wrong. Camila Cabello. I'm I'm waiting for you guys. I messed that up. Camila Camila Cabello. Cabello Is. Double L-A-O. Thank you. Was a member of what band? Fifth Harmony. And Jar Jar Banks is a character in what media franchise? She got that that one. one. Francis Gum is the birth name of which old Hollywood legend? Judy Garland. And you can see why she changed her name. Uh, and Arthur George is a brand by with which Kardashian or Jenner? That'd be Rob. Yep. His sock line. Rob's socks. Rob's socks. <laughs> all right. Now that we got the answer to all of those questions, by the way, you can play again tomorrow. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's the 30 second pop culture challenge. Now we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment. We call blinded by the item. Yeah, let's uh, solve some celebrity gossip awesome. mysteries in okay. the form of blind items. Sonny, you're going to be my partner in okay. crime here. Okay. okay. Yeah. All, right. All, All right. right. So listen carefully, Colleen and Sonny, to the following celebrity gossip mystery and try to solve this. The tall model can say what she wants about leaving a brand. The thing is, though, the guy she ended up with told her if they had any chance at any kind of whatever relationship they have, she had to quit 
the brand. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, we got a model, a tall model a to tall think about. Model. And then we have to think about the person that she's in a relationship with. Yeah. I got it. Do you have any of it, Sonny? Nope. I got all of it. Okay, you got all of it? Carly Kloss. Yeah. And her husband, the Kushner. Yes, the Kushner. Josh, I, Josh Kushner. Josh Kushner. I not remember who. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. And the brand, by the way, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. Secret. Let me fill in the blank for I you. So. Leave. <laughs> we shall reveal. <laughs> we shall reveal. Carly Kloss can say what she wants about leaving Victoria's Secret, but the thing is, though... Josh Kushner, the guy she ended up with, told her if they had any chance at any kind of whatever relationship they had, Carly Kloss had to quit Victoria's Secret. So this goes back to an interview that was published last week where Carly Kloss said that she was all woke. And the reason she quit Victoria's Secret is because she took a feminist 101 class at Mm. NYU and decided to change her mind. But what is really the story Mm. is that her man told her to stop. Now I'm mad about that because I was like, I actually, I bought it. I bought that story. But here's the thing. What? The other layer in this is that her man told her that's like the most anti-feminist thing ever. No, but Oh, sorry. There's another layer. (laughs) Oh, this is like a stinking blooming onion. But the other thing is if you're to believe NT lawyer, the place where we, the person that writes all these blind items is that this marriage is, is not, a sham. Is it's more business than anything. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I don't. I buy it. I buy every part of it. Gosh, I hate this world. I love this world. It's a conflict. It is a conflict. <laughs> How you gonna tell the lady to quit her job? Right to be with you. Yes. Whoop. She better than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she just wanted her career. Yeah. Come on. Mm, Carly Claus. All Kloss. right. Uh, let's move wow. on to a nasty blind item. It's nasty. It's nasty. All okay. right, uh, Colleen and Sonny, try to solve this nasty blind item mystery. Apparently, some of the recent interview between this famous police agency and the disgrace actor dealt with two underage residents of that country who had nothing to do with the actor, but everything to do with a royal who was present at the same time as the actor when it happened. Okay. So I want you to think about a famous police agency. Scotland Yard. Yes, give yourself a doom, Sonny. Oh, you're good. Oh, you're good. Oh, keep it up. I, I, so my mama just told me this weekend that it's a famous police agency. Oh, just, really? The universe just came together. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so exciting. So ding for the Scotland Yard. Okay. Now we have to think about a disgraced actor, and we have to think about a royal. I think my mom literally. So this is Kevin Spacey. Is is the disgraced actor? Ding. Okay. Okay. And then the royal. Yes. Now we have to think about a royal. Now I'll give you guys some hints. This royal is a member of the British royal family. Is this royal in line for the throne? I don't think so. And if they are in line for the throne, it's pretty deep on the bench. Okay. All right. I will tell you that if you're going to, well, we'll get into it. Let's just solve this person. Now, this person has a couple of daughters who are royal and a famous ex-wife. Oh, Prince Philip? No. I mean, what's his name? Not Philip. Fergie's. Yeah. (gasps) Joseph, Jacob, Johnny. Andrew. Derek, Andrew. Thank you. I was just going to go through all kinds of names. Uh. 
Whoa. Whoa. No, yeah, all of those. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong. And then Andrew. Finally. Yay. Andrew. All right, let me fill oh, in the blank weird. for you. Oh, weird. Okay. Oh, but this one gets real nasty. Okay, good, go. Okay. So apparently some of the recent interview between Scotland Yard and Kevin Spacey, which made headlines over the weekend, dealt with two underage residents of the UK who had nothing to do with Kevin Spacey, but everything to do with Prince Andrew, who was present at the same time as Kevin Spacey when it happened. Now, I will tell you that this thread is very interesting because of headlines that are happening today concerning a man named Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, mm. yes. Oh. Now, oh, if yeah. We just took a turn in the rabbit hole. I yes, told you, you it was nasty. It's, it's nasty. Very. Now, Jeffrey Epstein is a fellow who is being arrested for assaulting young women and keeping, I mean, there is a there is a long list of things yes. that this man has done. He has uh, he pleads not guilty this afternoon to uh, child sex trafficking. <gasps> All right, so there's a big thread with that story. Now, if you are to believe NT lawyer again, the person who writes all of these blind items, is that there are a lot of powerful people connected to Jeffrey Epstein. One would be Prince huh. Andrew. Okay, very. If you just Google Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. It will say below, people also search for, and the second one, Prince Andrew. Okay. Mm. The Google box produced that. I'm not saying, just saying there's some blind items. There's some interesting, there's some interesting things happening in the world of celebrity gossip right now. So it's nasty. Let's move on. Mm. Yeah. Let's just, yes. Yeah. Gonna move on before we all disappear oh. from the studio because somebody is listening yeah. to us okay. talking about all this stuff. All right, so here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Colleen and Sonny try to solve this one. This permanent A-list singer agreed to record several originals as well as classics for this live-action reboot. In return, she got first say in who was cast in the lead role. Huh. Uh, okay. So permanent this A-list live action singer. reboot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Beyonce. Ding for Ding. Colleen. What? I was going to say Rihanna. For what though? What's the live action yeah. reboot? But yes, this is Beyonce for Lion King, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And then think about oh, okay. that lead role that was cast last week. What? In an upcoming live action. <gasps> oh, live action oh are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, the new Ariel, not Lindsay Lohan. Halle Bailey. <sighs> I'm so... Okay, I'm fine so, with so, this. Oh, no, read it, read it, read it, Halle, read okay. it. Okay, for this live-action reboot, that would Little be... Little Mermaid. It could be Little Mermaid or The okay. Lion, or Lion King. Uh, or the yeah. Lion King. Okay. She has a relationship now with Disney. Now, in return, of The Little Mermaid, and that would be... Halle Bailey, oh who is I love this. who is one part of Chloe and Halle, who is managed by Beyonce. Beyonce. Listen, uh, power uh, moves, baby. Uh, wow! 
<laughs> Listen. I, can I just say, I was, as Ariel, oh, that what? connection to Beyonce. That, that connection to Beyonce, because it's yeah. like, oh, Beyonce is Nala in The Lion yes. King. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that she was like, hey, I have a wonderful person yeah. that would be fantastic in the role of Ariel. Wow. In the that, that is so cool. Yeah. I am so excited about this casting for the remake. Uh, and I am so happy that it's not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. There's so much good happening. There it is. <laughs> so we ended our blind items on an upswing. Yes. Oh, that's dope. Thank yeah, you, that's Holly. a really good. I like yeah. that connection too. Well, it was a holiday weekend. People had a lot of time off of work, and I bet a lot of people binge watched a couple things. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is still on his holiday binge watching something, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Holly Roberts and I are here. Sonny's at the controls, and we've had to invite somebody into the studio because. What happens when you binge watch a TV show is you come out the other end kind of in a different universe. And uh, Holly and I have been begging this person to watch A Handmaid's Tale for years, I think. Years. At this point, the show has been been on for... Two and and a half years. Two and a half. Oh, okay. We would like to invite uh, of Arthur into the the show. Okay, so this is B. Arthur. She's our boss, and we've been telling you now for I don't even know how long. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Watch Handmaid's Tale, and every single time you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Finally, you watched all th- up to present. I didn't just watch Hands- Handmaid's Tale. I ingested Handmaid's you Tale. You lived it. In yeah. well, actually, take the first day because I didn't watch it the first day. So four days. Yeah. I watched two and a half seasons. And, and I seasons. don't recommend it for anyone's no, mental health. It is an intense Thank show. You for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, you experienced, B. Arthur, what Colleen and I have experienced over the course of years with almost a year in between each season. Add to it that we read the book. Yeah. And too. we also like, and I did not. Ago. And yeah. I did not. So I walked in a, a handmade virgin, so to speak, well, as it were. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So for those who don't, let's give them the quick ones. Over. Yeah, yeah. What's the? Give us like a thumbnail sketch, Holly, of The Handmaid's Tale. All right, Tale. The Handmaid's Tale is a show that takes place in the near future after the United States has fallen, and now in its place is the Republic of Gilead, which is ran by fundamentalists. They have closed off Gilead to the outside world. They have enslaved women in any number of ways, and men too, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But a handmaid, specifically, is a woman who is able to give birth, and they are assigned to leaders in order to be raped by them in the effort to have children to repopulate rates had dropped off precipitously in this near future right to the point where most women weren't having successful pregnancies and giving birth so this handful of handmaids become the fertile people who are assigned basically as slaves sexual slaves yep and procreating slaves to rich families yep yep and then there's it's just interesting the way they divide the women into martha's which is pretty much on any given day what i feel like um (laughs) who are just sort of useful only to the degree that they can make dinner or tea or take care of other people yes uh then there's the handmaids whose usefulness is to give birth to children Uh yep and then there's the wives who by and large look pretty and are married to the commanders yep 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 who help uphold the principles of gilead yes but who cannot uh and by the way the 
the the entire society of Gilead is based on a literal interpretation of the Bible, and those women are not allowed to read the Bible. Nope, nope. Which don't even they get can't me started. Read anything, by yeah. the way, of and, some of this theology, uh-huh. it's a little wackadoodle do. Uh-huh. And then when they do decide to read, there are ways in which they are dealt. Yes, yes. There is a penalty to be paid, and then if a second infraction of reading anything mm-hmm. happens there's a more severe infraction that is i mean severe penalty that is imposed yes now uh i would like to now that you're because you now you're walked, caught up on the yes, basics but you walked in this morning to be arthur in fact i got a couple texts this weekend from you that were like oh <laughs> and i was like i told you but what is it in oh particular about okay first of all not advised to watch Two and a half seasons of I the wish somebody would back have told back. me that in my fact, mental health would be this affected. Well, what, but I, this happens with any, I think, it does. Yeah. any show because you get immersed into the the culture. This is just a very, this is a complicated culture you're immersed in. And uh, can you explain some of the immediate feelings walking back into real world? Well, even yesterday when I was getting towards the end of the second season and starting to watch the third season, as I was streaming it and going doing and doing laundry, I would go do. I live in an, an apartment building and I would go be do laundry and i was looking giving side eye to like the men around like who are you and who are you oppressing <laughs> and they're just like hey sigh at the barbecue how yeah. you doing i'm like blessed day commander you know commander so, so while you're in the real world trying to do actual real things you are still in you know the mindset of the handmaid's yes tale. and i'm sure people who binge say stranger things this weekend yes. feel like this or any other show that you watch whether it's it be shameless or it doesn't matter it's that feeling of you guys know what it feels like when you go to sleep and you have a dream and it's very intense and detailed and then you wake up and you can't shake yourself out right. of it. Like right. you feel like you've you're holding it through your day. Like it yeah. became part like of it's you. Still yeah. in there. Yeah. That's what it felt like watching Handmaid's. Yeah. It was like I literally was driving to work looking at people in the other cars like would you be part of the resistance? <laughs> or would you be part of Gilead? <laughs> You know, and of course, Canada, everybody goes to Canada because that's the safe place to go. Right. I like to think, though, in this not so far off future that might happen, that Minneapolis would be a haven city. I like to think so yeah. as well. St. Paul would be a haven city. Uh, but I do get nervous because part of why people are watching The Handmaid's Tale and having the same re- this reaction to it is because it does not feel so far-fetched far-fetched no uh for many reasons and so as you're watching it you see reflections of things that are familiar already to you things Mm -hmm. that you may be doing right now in your daily life yes and it's it sort of exposes the systematic the system that you are not necessarily uh, from a moment to moment basis aware Mm -hmm. of but now you're living in it so welcome to gilead woman that's right but it's again (laughs) it's that feeling of living in a dream that you can't shake off right. when you yep. binge watch any show. Right. I also binge watched The Last Czar, which is about the Romanovs in Russia. Oh my gosh. See, I lived in Russia for a little while look this week. Look at that. During the revolution. During the so, revolution. Uh, so, right so, before the Bolshevik res- revolution. I, we are not allowed to say nope. that on the radio. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just so, okay. So, here's the deal. We all watched probably oh, a little Bolshevik. something. <laughs> Stop it. 
<laughs> okay, you're my boss. You can do yeah. whatever you yeah. want. Uh, no, we all watched something probably over this this holiday weekend, and we got immersed into a world. What did you binge watch, and what world did you get immersed in, and what does that look like? Are you shaking it off, or is you, it lingering? Because when you emerge then back into the work world, and we're all living in different mm-hmm. worlds, like yeah. I still am in the upside down, yeah. but I'm you're in Gilead. Gilead. And Holly, I don't know where you are. I'm still at the Starcourt Mall. Okay, cool. Okay. So we're there, too. Uh, so what did you binge watch over this holiday, and what world are you stuck in as a result? 651-641-1071. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.